People disappear when they die. Their voice, the warmth of their breath, their flesh. Eventually, their bones. All living memory of them ceases. This is both dreadful and natural. Yet for some, there is an exception. For in the books they write, they continue to exist. We can rediscover them. Their humor, their tone of voice, their moods. Through the written word, they can anger you or make you happy. They can comfort you. They can perplex you. They can alter you. All this, even though they are dead, like flies in amber, like corpses frozen in the ice, that which, according to the laws of nature, should pass away, is, by the miracle of ink on paper, preserved. It is a kind of magic. Diane Setterfield, The Thirteenth Tale. Welcome back to Bookish, a literary podcast. I'm Paul, and today we'll be delving into a very specific subgenre of mystery fiction. Now, there are many different subgenres within the mystery novel category, and although many people read all types of mysteries, most naturally gravitate toward one of these subgenres. They range from the hard boiled detectives of Dashiell Hammett and Raymond Chandler to the more comedic heroines of Janet Ivanovich and Cleo Coyle. One subgenre that deserves special attention and is a natural favorite of book lovers is the Biblio mystery. This may not be a word you've heard before, and it's not one you're likely to find in any dictionary. A Biblio mystery is one in which a book or manuscript is central to the plot of the novel. The definition can be expanded to include mystery novels in which libraries, librarians, bookstores, booksellers, publishers, and or authors play a key role in the story. There are several examples of good biblio mysteries dating back to the early 20th century. Among them, the Colfax Bookplate, by Agnes Miller in 1926, Murder in the Bookshop by Carolyn Wells a decade later, and Fast Company by Marco Page in 1937. These books deal with, respectively, murders surrounding a newly discovered book plate, the disappearance of a book valued at $100,000, and the theft of several valuable first editions. But it's not necessary to go back nearly 100 years. Some of the best Biblio mysteries have been written in the past few decades. In our last episode, I talked about how much I dislike top 10 lists for books, especially given how subjective they can be. But when it comes to the Biblio mystery, I believe there actually is a clear number one that everyone should read. 
Book to Die by John Dunning, written in 1992, is the first novel in Dunning's Bookman series, and it's a minor classic, especially if you're a fan of the bibliomystery, or a book collector, or interested in the world of books at all. It's one of those rare occasions where a book catches readers by surprise, and one of the even more rare occasions where a book becomes part of the very world it seeks to chronicle. Book to Die is the story of a burned-out cop named Cliff Janeway who quits the police force to become a rare book dealer. Janeway has turned in his badge, but he keeps both his gun and his penchant for solving crimes. The mysteries now revolve around the new world of rare books that he inhabits, which puts this book squarely in the genre of bibliomystery. Book to Die wasn't the first bibliomystery, obviously, but it was a turning point. Much like Springsteen's Born to Run, which helped both save and redefine rock music in the 70s. Yeah, I got another Springsteen reference in. Dunning's book opened the door for many of today's hugely popular bibliomysteries, from Arturo Perez Reverte's The Club Dumas to Carlos Ruiz Zafon's The Shadow of the Wind. What stands out in Book to Die is not simply the solving of a mystery, though Dunning takes the reader on a non-stop thrill ride in doing so. Unlike your typical detective novel, this book is unique because it gives the reader a behind-the-scenes look at the world of rare book dealers, as well as an education into rare books themselves, without ever bogging down the narrative. In the end, watching Janeway scout through a pile of books in an East Denver thrift shop is as interesting as witnessing the brutal fight that ends his career as a cop. And Dunning gives us some twists at the end that would surprise even Sherlock Holmes. One of the more interesting things about Book to Die is its backstory. John Dunning was himself a rare book dealer in Denver, and Book to Die made the leap into the real world of rare books in a way he could never have imagined. The initial print run was a minuscule 6,500 hardcover copies, at least in part because Dunning had not published a book in more than 10 years. He says he doubted that even that small number would sell out. He was wrong. The book sold out overnight and has since gone through at least five hardcover printings and more than 20 paperback printings. That first hardcover print run is now one of the most collectible books on the market. Unsigned copies sell for as much as $800 and signed copies for close to $2,000. With a novel this good and a print run that small, Dunning should have seen it coming. Cliff Jangway certainly would have. The list of bibliomysteries is not confined to detective novels like Book to Die or Robert Parker's first Spencer novel, The Godwolf Manuscript, however. Some of the best feature protagonists who are just ordinary people thrown into extraordinary circumstances, all with a book or manuscript at the heart of the story. They can include historical fiction 
like The Name of the Rose by Umberto Eco, or People of the Book by Geraldine Brooks, as well as contemporary fiction, like Robin Sloan's Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore. You should really pick this one up, if for no other reason than the cover glows in the dark. It's a really good story, too. And there are bibliomysteries that are quite rightly considered literature. I'm putting air quotes around the word. That's one of the reasons I included the quote from the 13th tale at the opening of this episode. Another example that I personally consider one of the great passages in any book comes from The Shadow of the Wind. Fortunately, I have a copy near at hand, and I'll read it to you. Every book, every volume you see here, has a soul. The soul of the person who wrote it, and of those who read it, and lived and dreamed with it. Every time a book changes hands, every time someone runs his eyes down its pages, its spirit grows and strengthens. Try telling me that's not literature. For book lovers, and aren't all readers book lovers at heart, the Bibliomystery offers us an entrance into the story we might not otherwise have. You may have never walked the foggy streets of San Francisco with Sam Spade or gotten into a shootout with Philip Marlowe, but you can relate to any kind of bookish reference in a Bibliomystery. The very best give us a sense of the familiar while introducing us to something completely new and maybe teaching us something else in the process. Regardless, whether it's pulp fiction or high literature, the bibliomystery is something that you should add to your to-be-read list. Keep on reading.